NPS beat, I mean, it's, it's spiritual for us, right? Like it was the, the one beat that kind of united all Milwaukee Public School students. And it was, like, it was like our rallying cry before every game, before every, you know, event. It's something that got us all hyped up and excited just to be in that moment. You know, like nothing really mattered during that time, which was so important when there's so much chaos going on around you, right? No matter what school you were at, we always had that common ground. So I think, you know, the NPS beat is, is something that, you know, we love, something we, we miss, something that we will never forget. But most of all, it's something that's, that represents us. Yo, 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 welcome back. This is Scholarships, the podcast. Again, this is Tone speaking. My co-host, Larry, say what's good. What's up, man? I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, we finally got a guest. I know a few people have asked us to, like, you know, bring on people that we know have been successful or are successful. And, um, you know, this this one is going to be great. So as we said, the reason we started this pod was partly because of the impact education had on our lives. Although it isn't the most glorified road to take, um, I do believe it's the most rewarding and it gives you qualities that, you know, cannot be taken from you. Say, uh, for instance, when you retire from that sport or, you know, your songs aren't hidden as much as they should, you know, they're not the hottest. Uh, most of all, it's transferable, right? Like you can transfer the things that you've learned down to the next generation of kids. Um, but, you know, speaking of home, you know, where we got our education from, we wanted to shed light on uh, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, our spot, our city, you know, the 414. But the story of Milwaukee, and Milwaukee Public Schools is not just, uh, you know, something that only applies to our city. This is a national thing that we're going to discuss. And being that we've been out of grade school for some time now, we wanted to bring someone on that's still in the quote unquote trenches of uh, education. Yeah, so we're we're obviously happy to be joined by Don Portis today. Um, he's going to dive more into, you know, who he is and what he has going on. But for me, um, at the most basic level, he's my brother. He's somebody that I've known uh, since I was 10 or 11 years old when uh, his mom and my mom were working at a school called Washington High School in Milwaukee. Uh, and, you know, his mom, when I moved off of uh, Keith to the northwest side of Milwaukee, his mom dropped off Dom and his big brother Nick and said, these are, uh, these are your new friends, basically. And, and that's actually something that went from friendship to brotherhood, and, and, and we've been – uh, friends since. I mean, honestly, there's only three or four people that I talked to from my high school, and he's one of them. He's on my personal board of directors. And so I had to bring him on the show today because I, I, I find a lot of inspiration and motivation in what he's got going on. He's also somebody that's just really, really smart. And so I'm looking forward to whatever we can extract out of him. Um, and, and yeah, let's get it. So obviously, we've gone on now. We're working in the professional world, whatever. But like, I'm most proud of the fact that I went to NPS. Mm -hmm. and despite everything that people say about NPS, et cetera, like always, and you did this too, Damo, you said proud product of NPS. Mm -hmm. I always do that. I'm very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just am. And I feel like whenever I say like Rufus King High School, like that's like the most prestigious school that I attended, in my opinion. Like 
yes, went to went to college and law school, but for me, it always comes back to Rufus King, and the, and it's just great sense of pride. And part of that is the MPS beat and all those other sort of stories and and, and uh, events and everything else that we experienced when we was in high school. Uh, I, to me, high school was one of the best times of my of my life personally. Yeah, no, definitely, because because it's like if if you know, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like if you you know, like you can have conversations around like the mock chicken leg and mm-hmm. like you yep. know, chicken patty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like there, there's certain things that you just you just already know. Like you know, you know what 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 the culture is like. And I mm-hmm. and I know every other you know, other schools and other districts have it too, you know what I'm saying? But like it's just a it's it's a it's a very unique lived experience. Mm-hmm. And um you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything that comes along with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's just, it's, it's just a reference point where it's like, oh, okay, all right, I kind of know what type of cloth you come from because you was thrust into that same, yep. you know, like, it, it, that's the pool that we were in. You know? Let's uh, let's take a step back for a second. All right, talk. I want Dom to talk a little bit about sort of his educational journey mm-hmm. and, and sort of where he's at right now. Um, and what influences and factors sort of led him to where he's at? Yeah. Um, well, first I say uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Don Portis, uh, born and raised uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, proud product of uh, Milwaukee Public Schools. Um, you know the the youngest of uh, five children. Um, you know. My mother is a lifelong educator, um, you know, working, you know, MPS for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, my father was uh, just blue collar guy, you know, uh, you know, factory, um, you know, both parents from the South originally. But, you know, I think our story is very similar to a lot of other folks of color, um, you know, in the Midwest where, you know, the, the industrial boom just mm-hmm. kind of was was the wave you know you can you know sustain a, a you know family sustaining wage you know by by being in the factory and um so my father came from alabama uh, my mom from tennessee um after she graduated from tsu um so yeah i went to i went to lloyd street uh lloyd street global education school it was on 12th and lloyd um and so it was you know in the I would say kind of in the heart of the inner city, right? Mm-hmm. But it was, you, you didn't get that feel from it at all, you know? So being a, a, like a, a global education school. So I feel like I, I learned from a, like at a very young age to like know the people that you around, you know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. really get to know them if you sharing space with them, right? And so then I went to Morris, uh, you know, to IB school, school for gifted and talented. Um, and I feel like that was a, it was a humbling experience mm-hmm. for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I went from like this little bubble of like, damn, I'm elite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you, you get that, like, whatever. It's like, you get that stamp. That confidence. That yeah, step early. Yeah, you know what I mean, saying? that step early is damn near everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a little different in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially at that school where like, it is pretty sought out. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's an entrance exam, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all this other Expectations stuff. Expectations are yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, 
you know, I, I, kind of, I feel like I kind of struggled a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but like socially, like I really enjoyed it. That was another school that was, you know, because it was like the, you know, premier middle school, it was again, very diverse. People were comfortable being who they were, um, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And like ended up going to King and King was a, another, you know, similar yeah. experience where like- It's a natural transition yeah. in Milwaukee, at least like, King is a, a well-respected school in the nation, mm-hmm. but uh, but primarily in Milwaukee, like it's the you know it's the one public school that everyone can right. can kind of get behind and right. know, say like, hey, if you graduate from King, like you know you're you're supposed to go places. Yeah, yeah, and so you know out of out of you know out of high school, which was probably a <laughs> a very average high school career, you know what I'm saying? But like I went to UW Milwaukee, I guess. Towards the end of my tenure there, I was uh, uh, studying community education and engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that. Um, and it was like this hybrid of like education and nonprofit work. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was just, yeah, like whether it was like nonprofit or education shit, I, that's, that's kind of what I was doing, um, you know, youth work, was just kind of like, I don't know, it's just like a natural space. And I think where I'm at now, just like working with community schools, like all of the steps that I probably took before, you know, kind of led me where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that this is like by surprise or anything. Like yeah, yeah. This is just kind of part of the journey. Mm-hmm. So, so if you could, could you talk about like the work you do now? Maybe touch on like what you see at, at you know, the school that you're at. Um, so I, I guess my, my title is, uh, community schools, high school manager. Mm Um, I'm an employee of United Way, uh, United Way houses the, uh, Milwaukee community schools partnership. Mm Uh, that is a, it's a, it's a nationally recognized, uh, research based school transformation model that was, uh, brought to Milwaukee. I want to say maybe what year is this, 22, maybe eight years ago now, something like that. Um, Originally, there were four community schools. We currently have uh, 15 uh, community schools within Milwaukee Public Schools, and there is an additional school that has just been added to our readiness cohort. So uh, at some point during the 22-23 school year, we will have 16 community schools. Uh, and so in my role, what I do is I, I kind of oversee uh, the high school portion of it. So there's five high schools, uh, Bradley Tech, South Division, North Division, James Madison Academic Campus, and Washington High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my, you know, that's my territory. Uh, so I support the community school coordinators at um, all five of those locations. Uh, and in addition to that, I, I lead two strategies. Um, one is around uh, youth, uh, youth voice uh, and the other one being college and career readiness. Uh, and so just kind of creating systems around those two things to, uh, you know, improve uh, outcomes um, around like youth voice. So like establishing uh, what we call youth councils mm-hmm. um, at all of our uh community schools and they're a little bit different than your traditional um i would say like student leadership space like we're not planning prom or you know doing sure, nothing sure. like that like we really really focused on like school transformation 
Um, and so they, they look at a lot of data. Um, they look at, you know, they were involved last year, they were involved in like policy work. Um, so they got a policy pass uh, around like community schools and just kind of giving us a little bit more autonomy to, to operate the way we should. Mm-hmm. Um, they're involved in decision making. So they have like space at, um, you know, our, our school leadership team, um, reoccurring spots on the agenda. You know, they're not just there to be pawns, you know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, just college and career career readiness is, you know, uh, four out of the five schools are uh, NAV schools. So they have kind of like a bread and butter. Um, you know, it looks different at every school, but this is like, you know, IT. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. yeah health sciences, those type of uh, things. And then uh, tech is the, you know, tech and trade school. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just really like strengthening those pipelines to, you know, those career opportunities. Yeah. Um, but So, so just to, just to step back a little bit, I think, you know, the importance of parents in education, right? Like you, you spoke about your mom and how she was an educator. Like, could you speak about or give us insight on uh, just, just what that meant? for her to like be there at the PTOs and be, be very involved in, in your, you know, education route. Like how, how important, what did that, what did that do for you? Man. Um, bro, I look at this a lot of different ways. Uh, and I think, you know, depending on, like, if you ask me the same question tomorrow, I'll probably give you a different answer, but, mm-hmm. um, bro, schools are big, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's real easy to fall through the cracks, mm-hmm. right? Like the, there's cracks in every school. Every organization has cracks in like, you know, dark spaces or, you know what I'm saying? Places that just don't get enough attention. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you're a young person and you're trying to navigate like school, which is kind of like the, it's your, it's, your, it's like your trial period to like how you're gonna be in life. Sure. Right. right. And so, if you fall through these cracks in school, your life outcome is going to be very different. And this this is not even including like your zip code, right? Like is that I mean that's the the layer before yeah. that where you know if you come from a certain zip code, they can almost at birth they can almost predict your outcome, like your 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 you know life wages, all of that. So going to the, the school, right? Because in, in MPS, for instance. It, a lot of it is based on where you live. So I understand when, when you're saying these things, this is a very true statement that like you could easily, I mean, for so many different reasons, whether your zip code or whatever, you go to the right school or the wrong school for that matter, you could easily fall into one of these cracks and you're just kind of like wrote off. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think like my, my mom's involvement and just her being a part of the district, like being an employee, mm-hmm it just put a lot of attention on me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I feel like that attention was to my benefit. Other times I feel like it wasn't to my benefit. Mm -hmm. But the thing was like the adults in the building were paying attention to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's, that's, that's the best thing that you can do. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because you could be a kid that's super, super smart that, you know, you're just too quiet for the teacher to engage with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you're, um, I can't give you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend the scholarship that I know you would get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're just not, 
out of this 30 on my case, I mean, you know, in my classroom roster, you're you're not, you know, a squeaky enough wheel for me to pay attention to you. Oh, but, for sure, yeah. Dude, mom on the PTO. Mm -hmm. She gonna be here on Thursday, you know what I'm saying? Like she gonna be here on Saturday doing a bake sale or whatever, you know what I mean? So like, all right, I know I gotta pay attention to Lil Don. Yeah, and I, and I have to I have to answer because she's gonna have questions. Yeah, like you know whether it be, uh, you know the teachers teaching style or what have you. Like maybe you're maybe you're the issue or maybe you're the problem. Yeah, bro, you have to be like persistent. You have to be a thorn in everybody's side. Cause sometimes it's gonna go well for you, other times it's not, you know. But they gotta know, okay, like I can't play with dude. Mm -hmm. I can't because yep. his mom is gonna come like this, or his dad is coming like this, grandma coming up here, like they know how to advocate for themselves, you know what I mean? Like, why did he not get the scholarship? Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to break this down to me. Do you know how many B's I had turned to A's? Because my mom was like, How did you arrive at this B? Because it's 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 <laughs> different, right? Like I'm I'm in the class with you every day. You're annoying. Mm -hmm. You get on my nerves. Like that's the reality yeah. of it. So yeah, this 88% is technically a B, but if you're looking at the trajectory of my life, that this A and this B is is the world of a difference. You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm 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 eligible for more scholarships. I'm eligible for more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's deeper than how I showed up in your class because I do this this thing with my voice that you're just annoyed by. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of yeah, that's, it come down to that. But if there's no parent that's advocating for you, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a B. What, what is it? What is it saying that the best ability is adaptability? Yeah. And I think that, you know, just in my opinion, schools haven't been able to adapt to this new generation as well as they think they have. It doesn't connect, you know, to what young people want right now. I don't know how, like, school has to be cool. Like, I don't know. It has to be, yeah. You, I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on the current structure of education and, you know, what sort of issues come with that? So I think I think education serves two purposes is is to develop. Something and I think traditionally it was the labor force. Right. So we, we need to develop workers. True. And. Um, shit, it's a job. It's a career for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are employed underneath this mm -hmm. education umbrella. Um, and so job security also means lack of innovation sometimes, right? Never thought of it, yeah. And um, if there are problems, right, the, the way education is structured, or at least what I've been exposed to, is there is growth and mobility based on deeper problems, right? So because <laughs> my students are not reading at the level that they're supposed to in the third grade and eighth grade, right? My, my really good reading teacher, to get more money, I have to become a reading specialist or a math specialist, which will take me out of the classroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, the the upward mobility in this profession comes from moving away from young people. Yeah. And I think that is part of it, mm -hmm. right? Where like now it's okay 
for me to have a really, really good teacher first hour. But next hour, I'm going to go into a shitty classroom. You know what I mean? Because overpopulated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, I'm, I'm, you know, you can move up the ladder by getting out of the classroom. So like, that's that's the space that I'm leaving my classrooms in, right? Like, what would it look like to just say like my my go getters are staying in front of young people? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's higher like earning potential if you stay in front of young people. Because I think there's a difference between like being good in the classroom and like being a good coach or like managing a building, right? Um, and these are things I think are considered when they're looking at who has like the potential to be an administrator, you know, who has the potential to maybe like be in central office, sure. you know what I mean? But yeah, um, you don't want to like rock the boat too much. Um, well, I think. People have traditionally act, acted in that way. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? One thing I wanted to ask you was obviously you came up through NPS mm -hmm. and now you're supporting NPS and the school system generally. Do you think the system as a whole is better or worse? The, like the statistics are, are the, the needle probably hasn't moved up or down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. probably consistent like attendance rate, suspensions rate, like, you know, all of that stuff that they're tracking um, has probably, you know, been pretty consistent over time. But like what you see, it probably looks just like, it looks crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like in 08, when the, 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 the big fight at Tech, yeah. like that looked crazy. Mm -hmm. It did. It, you know it, what I'm saying? It went national, right? Yeah. yeah like it, it looks crazy. But like if you were a student, you'd just be like, yeah, like, it's yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, bro, it was a big fight, but like they'd be fighting all the time. Bro, at Custer, at Custer, bro, I remember um, the security guard walking up to me and him being like, today's a great day. I was like, yo, why? And he was like, this is the first day we haven't had a fight. And bro, we were, I, I want to say we had like three months left in school. <laughs> like, I'm not even exaggerating. It was, I mean, I went to Custer High School and it was one of the worst high school. He legit was just like, today was a good day. You know, so it, it is something that was super normalized yeah. for us where I just thought that's how it was. I legit thought that like there like people had guns in school and like you yeah. had to go through the airport security kind of thing. To, it's not to get like, it. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's literally not like that. You know what I'm saying? And like even when like they find weapons all the time. But you mm -hmm. know why? Because I got to go straight to Wendy's after this, uh -huh. right? I work at the Wendy's on, on North, uh -huh. 6 and North or whatever, you know, and I, I take the bus and my bus stop, I got to walk five blocks home from there. Yep. So I don't get home until 1130, mm -hmm. right? Do you live where I live at? So don't tell me that I don't need this mace. This mace ain't for y'all. Y'all my classmates. Mm -hmm. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? That's not the thing. But like, you would be surprised how many, you know what I'm saying, of the the... Ex expulsions and you know what I'm saying are for cases like that because we we not taking enough time to know you know the people that we service in you know what I'm saying if we understood that then I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a create something for you to I'm, okay you can drop off your <laughs> your your illegals mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because I know you need them right but I know you can't have them in school mm -hmm. right but like I'm gonna create a system for you to where you don't have to sneak it in or you don't have to be you know in jeopardy of, but you still have to, yes, the mace is because I'm a girl and I don't get home until 11 o'clock or I, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm wondering, 
and I'm asking both of you, Tone and Damo. Damo, you can answer first. Like, or when did you first realize that the education you were receiving wasn't what it probably should be? Or the way they were handling you wasn't the way it should be? It's, it's too competitive, I think, is the first thing. So, like, it's not about, like, oh, you, you, you top four in your class. I'm not going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's just not where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. What is my, what is my, um, like, what's a real, like, what's a, not a real trajectory, but like, what's a real growth plan for you? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's, there's too much, uh, like, oh, maybe congratulations thrown at people who are just like that, like that's where y'all naturally going to be at. If you're just a middle of the pack person, what are, what attention are you getting from mm-hmm. the school and mm-hmm. the supports? You know, I wasn't a special ed student, you know, so like there was no, there was no IEP for me to do like specific things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going you're gonna to be able to win if you do this. I'm just like, I hate to use this language, but I'm just in general pop. Mm-hmm. And I'm just an average student. No, um, I definitely felt like they picked winners and losers. Yeah. And if you're a winner, they were going to do everything they could Bro. to support you. Yeah. So I was, I had this conversation with somebody so who went to Morris with us, but they was in a different team, different fan, whatever it was called. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, um, because at this point I, I know about like tracking, right? And like, you already identified me in sixth grade what high school that I'm going to go into for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. you're not seeing nobody jump out of their pool and go into a, a different pool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a piss pool, you stand in the piss pool. Yeah. Even if that's not the type of student that you are. So, like, the, the tracking thing was something that I that I figured out later, you know, but I was like, oh, that that's kind of, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing was when I, when I first got to UW, um, Bro, so many testing into the remedial math, right? And they got to go to math 95 and math 90, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I ain't have to do that. I, I wasn't at the top of my class. Like, that was that was another indicator was like, okay, however we're being judged, you're elite. But when we get to the next level where it's like, it's not just NPS, it's like everybody. We're at the bottom. Yes. No, no, no. You, you, you stole mine. Like. I was going to say, when I got to college and I was in like history, and I was like, bro, I ain't learned none of this Nothing. shit. Nothing. <laughs> Simple it's stuff, just bro. a new America. Like, it's just the same America we learned about in high school. Like, so, so I'm with you. I feel like that was the one. That's the one I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, you get to college and you're like, I'm pretty just in the middle of a pack too, you know? Like, and I had to figure out how to fight my way to the, to, you know, to the top again. And so just, a, and I'd be, I'd be like, uh, Imagine what that's like if you were like the elite person at like at the tone situation. Tone, yeah, you know, and and I don't know what your experience was, right? But like when I when I got to tech, I'm like, oh, like the ones that we're saying were elite, like we're <laughs> coddling them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is we might be setting them up for like a fall from grace because yeah. it's mm-hmm. one thing to be like, man, I ain't got a lot of pressure on me. I'm coming from NPS. I can just like lock you in. It. Just do my thing at the next level, but it's like, nah, oh man, that custom, bro, you, bro, bro, you, 
And if you don't live up to that, it's like, ah. <laughs> I think that's true. And, and I mean, having a three-two at Custer, bro. I remember when I when I applied to Marquette and they, the, the I had got a D in like this one class, bro. This one teacher just didn't. We didn't mesh, bro. We just didn't. I was honestly at that point, I was very cocky, not even acting like I wasn't very cocky. And she, I was like, yo, I'm going to Marquette. I don't give a damn what you give me. Give me whatever. She gave me a D, bro. And it was not based on like <laughs> academics. It was not based on anything. It was just that I was like, I don't care what you do. I'm out. And uh, I remember literally uh, the the counselor, she was like, how did you get a D at Custer? Like, how is that, mm-hmm. how is that possible? Mm-hmm. You know? And her just saying like, I'm supposed to give you someone at Custer, which is like, you know, your grades at Custer are like C, C average at, at King. So I'm supposed to put your C in front of someone at King who has like a three, two, mm-hmm. like make it make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I truly didn't understand. Like I did know that Custer, like Custer was a lower school and King was a, you know, a, a prestigious school, but I really didn't think about it like that. Cause I was like, I'm me. What do you think school systems in general can improve to ensure that we are doing a service to our students? Cause I think for, for us, I can remember, at least for me, right, going to Custer, I wish I would have known, like, I could be a lawyer. I think we have, like, this second place mentality. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, when I, I listen to teachers all the time and, like, they say, like, yeah, like, oh, we like, he needs a trade or, like, she needs a trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're just not, a, like, a, 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 like, a four-year university student. You know what I'm saying? But like, who, like, who are you to like, who determines that? Yeah. yeah, like, who are you to tell? It's me? early too. Yeah, and you know, and my thing is like, man, college is, you know, even if you, you know, I get it. Like, the piece of paper is 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 extremely important, but like, the social capital is important too. You know what I'm saying? And like, some people need a way to just like get out of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. If I can go to school in Kansas just to get out of Milwaukee, and I can just like establish a new life somewhere, just I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't get accepted to this school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just allow me to do that. I just think we limit the possibilities of what our students could do by having this quote unquote like second place like mentality. Are we are we just stuck in the sense that like since since there are so many bureaucrats and the system is kind of built in a certain way, do you do you think this is just the reality of our situation? Or is there room for us to provide this next generation with the tools that they actually need? All of this stuff is systemic at this time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think people have the ability to like push on their level levers of like influence to to try to promote change to happen in certain spaces. And maybe that needs to be turned up, but like there's no one decision maker to like make the shit how it is you know what i'm saying i mean damo just said the word systemic and i think that's spot on schools that are under resourced are probably going to underperform or they're going to have to work even harder to compete so you're spot on with that and i, I definitely just I, i'm not going to sit here and act like i'm the expert on that or that i know uh everything that there is to know about the, the intersection of revenue limits and property taxes but it's definitely something that was by design back then and is still impacting us in our trajectory today I mean, I remember the first time when 
Um, I drove to, you know, the suburbs of Milwaukee and I saw Homestead High School. I saw Arrowhead High School. I saw Nicolay High School. I mean, these were campuses. Like these were college campuses. And I looked back at some of the schools in, in the Milwaukee area and I was like, there's no way we can compete with this. So when you look at how schools are funded, it is systemic and it is by design. It is by design that a large part of the school funding is via your property taxes. It is by design that Milwaukee is one of the most segregated cities in the country. Our schools are under-resourced, so we have to take a hard look at it. Education isn't going anywhere. Education not going nowhere. You know, it's, it's, it's in a rough space, but, like, what would, you, what, like, what would a, a 14-year-old do if they, if they didn't have to go to school? Like, there are no things for you to do to sustain yourself at 14. 13, 12, 11, 10, 15, you know, so education is going to, it's going to be around. Um, it'll change, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, a school building is just a microcosm of, of society, you know what I'm saying? So the same way everybody's like, oh, like you need to get into crypto because mm-hmm. it's the next thing. Oh, you need to get into NFTs because it's the next thing, you know, like we're also in the midst of trying to find the next thing. So like, you know, school is is preparing the labor force. Yeah. We don't know what that thing is going to be that's going to employ sixty to seventy percent of my population. I don't know what that is yet. Sure. You know, and so I think when when that thing gets figured out, you know, maybe it is crypto mining. You know what I'm saying? Maybe all of our schools become like STEM related schools to where I know when I graduate from high school, I could just go in and crypto mine it because mm-hmm. like it's been embedded in me since the first grade like maybe that's what school turns into but until we figure out what's going to be that thing that like employs the majority or it's going to like create the baseline skill set where you can survive if you know how to do blank it's gonna you know our schools are just gonna be like a big ebb and flow of like all right it's going well right now oh it's going terrible right now all right, you know, with that said, how do we get more kids to fall in love with the idea of school? Man, so to me, like, school, it just comes down to being, like, a, a, a critical thinker. Like, if you could critically think when you're making decisions, I think you'd be better off. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard to teach that, right? But, like... If, if I, there was a way to understand that concept, maybe I would um, I would be able to listen to something like that where you're like, yeah, I can go to school for, you know, 20 years, but I'm going to be a lawyer yeah. or I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like my success rate is going to be a lot higher. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I make these choices. Um, but it's, it's hard to do that. So if, you, if you're rushing to get away from the learning process, you're, you're running to do yourself a disservice in life. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not telling you that you have to love chemistry. I'm not telling you that you gotta love any of these subjects. You can hate them all. That's fine. But you, you can't move away from like, oh, I learned something new today and I'm gonna apply it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my teachers don't like me. I, I used to say that all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My teachers don't like me. I'm not taking care of my relationships. 
it's the same it's the same thing that you're gonna have to do in a professional setting right like mm. bro if you want a promotion you think they're gonna give the promotion to the the dude who never interacted in the staff meeting yeah you might not like your boss either and like but you need that too. oh yeah it, you know so like there's it's just things that you just have to like experience and go through and like embrace you know what i'm saying it's just part of life like what what else do you think we do for so how do we sell kids on education as being the way out from their circumstance so money is the only not not the only thing but like mm-hmm. it resonates with young people so much because that's what's you know like put mm-hmm. in front of us so much but like ex- exposure is to me that's like the biggest thing though, mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's okay to be a garbage man. It's okay to work for the city. It's mm-hmm. okay to, you know what I'm saying, like be a police officer or whatever, you know, like whatever the thing is. Like I don't have to just like only bank on this one in a billion ass mm-hmm. type career choices, mm-hmm. you know. You only know what you know. You know, you're only going to strive for the things that you've been exposed to. Like me going to UWM was like literally 100% because I went to pre-college programs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I would have went to a pre-college program at Marquette, I guarantee I probably would have mm-hmm. applied to Marquette. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I would have put my eggs in that basket. Um, and so like if you limit what we're being exposed to, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's that's the biggest disservice. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? How do we make it so that the kid that's got the 4.0 is also cool? Sometimes you have to you have to embrace you have to embrace those people, bro. You know, there's there's certain whatever you, however you want to call them, franchise players, like superstars, whatever. Like you have to just build on that. You know what I'm saying? If you have a a standout forensic student, you got to ride that wave. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you have to do what you have to do to make them a a focal point of your school. You know what I'm saying? To establish that like hey if you want to be elite in debater forensics like this is the school you know like we've gotten this amount of scholarships you know um you know it, it's gonna take a like a marketing campaign for sure but like I, I i definitely think those things do happen you know they're just they're not celebrated enough but there's there's also a culture of like taking things away in in spite of celebrating right so like yeah what do you mean by um, I'm gonna cancel the pep rally on Friday because we had a big fight in the cafeteria on Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? But like at the pep rally, I was gonna acknowledge not just the football team or not just the basketball team, but like I was gonna acknowledge the kids that was on, you know, the dean's list. Also, oh, I, got you. I was gonna, you know, yeah. shout out the, you know, whatever the forensics or debate person that qualified for state too. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna let my my theater student who is, you know, an amazing vocalist sing the national anthem at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a ton of stuff that we just we just miss out on opportunities to celebrate like our gifts and talents because we have this this tendency of taking things away as a way of punishment. Mm-hmm. Like which is you, like the prison system. Right? Yeah. It's very much so like but it's, the prison it's so system. natural to what there's we, a there's a huge fight in the prison. Yeah. Everybody's everybody on lockdown. The environment in which you receive your education is crucial. I know Damo has countless stories. Not that he wants to 
make it sound like dangerous minds, but I know he has countless stories um, of how the environment has impacted somebody's educational journey. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of my little mentees, like he stopped coming to school because he got he got robbed. Like, mm-hmm. on some after school stuff, like just leaving the building. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know, some people robbed him at gunpoint. You know what I'm saying? So he just he just stopped coming. You know, and it's like I I under I understand why you don't want to come down here no more. Mm-hmm. See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And then people just say, "Oh, this this kid didn't want it. This kid is underperforming. These these people are dumb." But there's so much more that goes into it than that. You know, so one thing that Tone and I want to do with this platform is, you know, highlight the individuals or organizations that are really out there doing the work. And so I would ask you, who do you think, you know, whether it's an organization or an actual individual uh, that's out there, that's really at the the grassroots level, that is uh, doing what they can to impact change? Um, I would say, you know, obviously there's a a ton of organizations that are doing good work. So like, I'm going to leave some out, you know, um, but like definitely the Black and Latino Male Achievement Office, uh, NPS. Um, I would say the, the the Violence Free Zone initiatives that are in schools, um, and so I know the Milwaukee Christian Center and the Running Rebels both have uh, some involvement in those spaces. Um, let's see, Lit uh, Leaders Ignited Lit. Transformation. Lit is great. Lit is great. Um, Doing definitely some 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 really good work. Ubuntu mm-hmm. uh, is man, I can't even put in the words like you know all of all of the things that they do in the bases that they cover. Um, but just really dope organization. Um, you know, Urban Underground. Um, you know, definitely the the uh, violence prevention work that the office uh, or OVP is doing. Um, Art Start, I'm tripping. Yeah, like Art Start is a it's a it's a arts education based organization. It's based out of New York, but they have an office here in Milwaukee, uh, and they do some really really like yeah, it's just like some dope programming mm. um, where like young people get a chance to uh, like do exploratory uh, experiences with with different art mediums, uh, and then they have like some deeper you know. Uh, deeper, I guess, level programming too. Um, uh, so like their uh, emerging artist program, and, you know, so Art Start is, is I'm, a, I'm a real big fan of that. Um, the We Got This, We Got This. Uh, yeah, we got this. Yeah, yeah, we got this, the, uh, the guard. So Mr. Uh, uh, Andre Lee Ellis. Um, yeah, just, yep, yep. We uh, we yep. Black, We Golf, Blocked by MKE. There's, yep. a, there's, a, there's a lot of great organizations yeah, in the Definitely. Um, so if you're listening to this and you have a, a dollar to spare or if you are in a position to have your organization uh, make an investment, um, definitely check those websites out. And almost all of them have a, a donate now tab and, or, or a check in with us tab and, and definitely make sure you do that. We don't really know who's going to end up ultimately listening, but I suspect that Tones will have other attorneys in big law and from Notre Dame, et cetera. Same with me, corporate America. Um, and I know they're listening to this, hearing you know all the work that you're doing at the grassroots level, and they're they're thinking about how can I help? How can I be a part of this? Um, is it simply 
Is it money? Is it uh, being a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters or you know supporting not your local nonprofits? Like, what kind of tangible advice would you have to our listeners into how they can sort of help um, sort of the, the situation that we're currently in, help more kids uh, get to that next level? Um, I, you know, I say do whatever you can to build a bridge to to a young person, um, and I think. That that, that could be very unique to like what you got going on and what, I guess if there's an establishment, a school, you know what I'm saying, that you feel like would get the most out of your contributions. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's so many different levels of like how to get involved. If, if you have time, you know, everybody don't have time, but if you have time, being somebody that physically goes into a building is you know something that is um I, I can't even really put it into words how much it's appreciated you know what i'm saying because it says so much about your character you know like especially right now like our our schools are not in a good space you know what i'm saying like i work in the schools i know i'm supposed to be like a, a advocate of like the positive stuff that's going on but like you know COVID and you know teachers are leaving the profession like at a crazy crazy rate you know what i'm saying like schools are not the most like same place right now you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so like and if you're willing to like just be non-judgmental and and still be able to like give your support in whatever way you can if it's you know showing up for an hour a month showing up for two hours a month you know and so i would say you know giving your time um but also like like if there's if there's opportunities to like invite your your workspace into the life of a young person if that's a field trip um if that's a, a potential internship um let's figure out what we can do you know what i'm saying and if you just have an idea build a bridge with the school you know what i'm saying if you hey there's some alumni of, of this particular school in your office like what would it look like to just start engaging in conversation you know what I'm saying? It don't have to be much, bro. Maybe mm -hmm. it's you know like oh they hosted they uh they they homecoming in our four year. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 don't matter. You know what I'm saying? But an establish establishing a relationship can go so many different ways um, because I can't tell you what exactly the needs of, of that particular school is or that particular you know the families that go there. You know what I'm saying? They'll tell you, but they won't tell you unless they have a relationship and a rapport with you. So that, that'll that be my first thing is just like build the bridge to, mm -hmm. you know, to the like young people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering, you know, what motivates you? Why do you do what you do? Like, so I think I've had, I've always had this weird, uh, maybe relationship with the idea or the concept of potential. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think when I hear potential, I hear like, you could be doing better. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you ain't you ain't executed to the level that we know you should be. You know what I'm saying? And it's it almost got a, like a negative connotation to me. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I think that is something that I've heard a lot in my life. So my thing was like I I don't want the conversation to be that we've left potential on the table. Oh, these are these are investments that 
you know, the, when you cash them in, you cash them in in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, and like, if you create solid individuals, they're going to be valid mm-hmm. in whatever they choose to do. If I invest in you, like the, just the quality of, of everybody's life is greater. To get ready for this episode, we looked at the most recently available data from the Wisconsin Department of Public Construction, and what we found was staggering. Only 9% of Milwaukee students will earn both a high school diploma and a college degree. Only 14% of Milwaukee's high school graduates will earn a two-year or four-year degree. And only 12% of low-income students will earn a bachelor's degree in the U.S. Let's be real, those numbers are unacceptable. At Nicolay High School, for instance, they predict that over 97% of the students will graduate, right? Comparatively, my former high school, Custer, they are at 48.8% of their current students will graduate, which is unreal, right? Like that's half half of their you know population. And the reason why this is important is because a lot of these kids at my old high school will be written off. And I can almost guarantee that there's a there's a tone gains there that is just like me that might not get the same shot. And if we don't act, if we don't advocate for things that we know we can change, this system, the way things are, it will only get the disparity between the two schools in Milwaukee and in America will only get greater. Not everything we talked about today is positive, but I think there's hope. There's hope because we have people like Don Portis on the front lines trying to level the playing field. I just ask that you join the fight. We used to take pride in beating the odds, but now it's time to eliminate them.